Hey there, everyone. We are at Brick Studios, New York. I am Marky Devereaux, your host of Verbal Assault live stream. We are a political show that uh, hashtag no nonsense, hashtag no filter, no kidding. We talk about uh, political situations happening in the global hemispheres of the world. Um, my question today was, what would Jesus do? What would we do if Jesus knocked homelessness and the humanity disconnect? And um, on the panel today, I have Kirk Adair, documentarian, historian, and all that other good stuff. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Marquez. Okay. And also, um, I have Joni Martinez. Joni is our program manager sitting in on the panel today. Joni is also the host of Chitty Chatty Bang Bang. Yes. And she is also, I want to call her sort of the queen of pirate radio because she's gotten all these features <laughs> lately. And um, I don't know. It just, you know, we have, we have, a, we have a good, solid uh, standard crew here. I don't want to say standard, but they are solid. Okay. So my first question is, I know this segment will be a little bit shorter than some of the ones that we've done, but, um, you know, when we talk about homelessness, okay, um, we, we refer to people that sort of do not have a roof over their head. And what I want to ask you guys is, what will we do if Jesus knocked at the door as a homeless person? Um, Joni, would you turn Jesus away? If Mary and Joseph showed up with a baby and said, hey, you know what? Um, or, or if they didn't have the baby and they said, we are about to give birth. Oh, you have to let them in. Like, the, just out of being a human, as a human being, you're supposed to let them in. It's an emergency situation. Okay, well, would you do that if they were Mexican? Sure. Like, sure. It's a woman having a baby. I do not want that on my conscience if something were to happen to that, if something were to happen during childbirth. I do not need that on my conscience. Okay, mm -hmm. so you discuss having con a conscience. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting right now, you know, um, Joni and myself, we've agreed to keep some of this Christmas uh, banter a little bit lighter. So this is as light as we can get. Um, you know, as usual, we always want to have the progressive viewpoints and the conservative viewpoints. And unfortunately, our conservatives are all off on vacation. They just work so hard trying to earn their money that they were, uh, we weren't able to get anybody here this week. So I'm an independent. Hey, I'm a Hey, Kirk and I are people. Like, what are you yes, to say yes, you couldn't get anybody. No, but what you guys, you, you guys are left leaning. You guys are left leaning, okay. and I am, I am the progressive independent. And when people hear the word progressive, they assume that I'm left. You gotta be a little specific. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm certainly not left. I, I am a person. You know, I would have let Mary and Joseph in, but I would have said, you know what. You, you got a certain amount of time to be here. You're going to contribute to the household bills. And if we're going to spread the gospel, we're going to spread it so that anybody, everybody can benefit. But wait, here's a bigger question. Do we know that the child she's carrying is the child of God and perhaps like our Savior? Do we know that or they're just a regular family? Well, this is the irony of this. And Kirk, I'm going to touch in with you at this because I, I, I think that maybe you can help out with this. 
We, Why am I shining the light over the roof? I, you know, I don't, know, I don't know what's happening. Hey, don't let Herod know what's going on. But what, 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 exactly. But sort of what I do know is yeah, that the orange Herod. <laughs> we have a situation here where, um, you know, we have everybody calling themselves Christians, and yet the what did you say? You said you don't want this on your conscience, nope. Joni. No. But we we're not having any problem with turning people away down at the border. I have a problem with that. I, I have a problem with that as an independent. Um, I have a a huge problem with that. Okay. And, and, unfortunately, and these children are being kept in prison camps. And it's <sighs> Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And two of them have now passed away again. Uh. And, the, and the Border Patrol said that they're not responsible for the death of children in jails. But it's ridiculous. they just happen to be in your custody. So whose responsibility Their is... custody, not my custody. Well, well you know I what I mean. Them in. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, yeah. When I say you, I mean I'm speaking to them. Okay. Of course not you. Yeah. So, so we're sort of talking about we're sort of talking about immigration in, in tandem with the homelessness. But when you're leaving your home, you were suddenly, as an immigrant, you were suddenly homeless because you don't have a roof over your head. Now, here in New York, in the United States, um, home, I, I myself live in uh, an SRO, and that's a single-room occupancy hotel. Mm-hmm. The rents are so damn high that... Welcome to New York. Yeah, welcome to New York. But I don't know. Welcome to New York. Welcome to San Francisco. Welcome to Boston. Welcome to Miami. Um, welcome to Chicago. Where are the rents not high? Where are the, are the mortgages? You know, getting a mortgage now means that you just have to have the best of credit. And I would love to have a home so that anyone who's in need, I could just invite them in. But I want to touch on a couple of things here. Um, what are the defining factors that create homelessness? In your eyes, Kirk, what would you say creates homelessness? What creates it? Yeah. Well, the uh, the lack of employment uh, is one of them. The, the other thing is outrageous rents. That contributes to it. Um, most of the people who, or most people, individuals who have uh, operating shelters are getting huge tax breaks for this and then making money on top of it. It's outrageous. So you're, you're sort of calling it like a black market. Absolutely. Now, uh, Joni, I want to move over to you because here I, I'm going to share a little story with you, and I don't know if, you, you, if you're aware, mm-hmm. but uh, recently, last week, we taped uh, at the home of Hector... Uh, why is the last name not coming to me? I'm about to say Mendez. Okay. Hector Mendez, we uh, we were hosted there down the street in this whole Barclays Center area. And so recently, now that we've moved over to the Brick Studios to record, mm-hmm. um, there was a situation where someone I knew while I caught, had gotten me on Facebook and they said, hey, look, uh, can I stay with you a couple of nights? And immediately I realized that this person had a domesticity situation. In other words, they no longer had a, had a roof over their heads. Now, I would say the issues that that create this homeless dilemma, um, this tragedy, are mental illness being one, mm-hmm. people not being having the wherewithal to manage their lives. I would say addiction is another. Mm-hmm. Okay, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, whether uh, controlled or non-controlled substances, and I would also say it's just general poverty. But when I discuss poverty, this ties back in with what Kirk was talking about in regards to employment and rents. Right. Um, it just so happens that there's just no 
um, state. There's been studies that have said that there is no state in the United States in which w- minimum wage can afford you a one bedroom apartment. Well, minimum and wage now in New York is is fifteen dollars an hour. Okay, that's perfectly fine. But you have to think about okay, so how much? Now it is. Now it's fifteen dollars. Now it is. What? What? The last two months? Yeah, and also yeah. you have to think about the fact that most people are underemployed. Most people are working two to three jobs just so that they can make ends meet. If if they can do that, not and, and also you have to understand that this country, this city of New York that we live in, this gorgeous city, it's just becoming such a dichotomy between those that can afford and those that cannot afford. Again, I always go back to those that are shopping at the new Neiman Marcus at Hudson Yards and those that are shopping at the new Target on 34th Street, which I don't even know if Target is a good example because that's not exactly affordable. And those that are not shopping at all. <laughs> those that can't shop or the fact that you have the like the uh the proliferation of these dollar chains like dollar tree and dollar yeah. general and family yeah. dollar and that in and of itself while helpful and such so helpful to those communities that need it they are actually not helping the local economy because what they're doing is like they're edging out mom and pop businesses right which right. have to kind of sell at just a little bit of a markup just so that they can pay for overhead employees and all that. The other stores, the bigger, you know, the Dollar Generals, they don't really have to do that because everything is shipped directly to them and they they have all their profits. They own the property, all this stuff. Okay, well, yeah. Now 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 Kirk you Kirk could actually possibly explain it better. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that in a second. But here's so here's another thing. So we we sort of we are sort of discussing the things that create homelessness. And in essence, by definition, Mary and Joseph not having a place to stay would have as they would have been considered homeless. Mm -hmm. And so when we go a little bit further in New York, uh, one of the biggest industries here is real estate. And um, Ironically. A, a, a person whose house I just left, they're having their rent subsidized um, through some type of state program. Uh, I, I, Section 8, I believe that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to ask you guys, when we warehouse units, um, which is what we sort of do in New York, uh, here in downtown Brooklyn, these buildings just go up. We have a bunch of high-rises that are going up, and they're all luxury high-rises. Mm-hmm. Are we maintaining the current status? I, li- I live in a... It's all an economic fraud. It's, it's a total economic fraud. I mean, come on. Because they're getting tax breaks. These pl- units are empty. They're, they're called uh, luxury flats. People are starving. There's homelessness all over the streets, and it's it's a total real estate market. It's, it, it's, it's There's inhumane. homelessness in front of those yes, buildings. Yes, in front of the building. Which, Which is, is so high. ironic. Um, Joni, I hope you don't mind if I get a little personal here and just stop me if I am. Um, you live in a cooperative. Yes. And one of the things that you mentioned to me was that in the approval of the cooperative, um, mm-hmm. your partner working in media um, – doing well for himself and for one of the larger broadcasting companies and you yourself uh, being an independent uh, media entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, the co-op board kind of looked at you and said, you know what, we're not sure because his economic status meets our requirements, but yours does necessarily does not. Yeah. What 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 if you what if you were the next Joseph and Mary and you didn't have a roof over your heads and you were pregnant? Then you marry Joseph and call it a day. <laughs> no. Wow. No, but 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 maybe there's some truth to what you're saying. 
maybe you need to marry a Joseph uh, who hopefully Joseph has a job with a ma- major media conglomerate. I mean, Joseph was a carpenter, so um, I'm pretty sure he he was well off. But then again, you're also talking about a time period where <laughs> bartering was the way of life, right? Well, well for the most part, yes. I yes. mean, there was, okay. there was specie and coin that was being used, mm-hmm. uh, but that was all decided by weights and measures at the temple. So, and it depended on whose coins, because the state itself that they lived in had coins and they had Roman coins. It depends on uh, the amount of silver or gold in those specific coins. Not to be boring with that, but the point is that that um, money was used at that point, but bartering was generally the way that people did things. No, I like the, I like the bartering thing because in my mind, um, if you took Mary and Joseph, uh, they probably wouldn't have had the best credit, and um, they probably wouldn't have been able to give W twos to verify their income. Well, let's go back. Well, it's funny you should mention that. I remember back in the day when I was younger and I was just about to either like I was entering college or in- leaving college. Okay, the first so that time. was about two years ago. <laughs> No, that was about ten years ago. Oh like, Lord, it's a lo- I've been in school so long, I don't even know. Oh, so we won't even talk about the affordability of education in in building Let's the dream. Let's not. But what I wanted <laughs> not to on this show. No, it used to be when I was growing up to rent an apartment in New York. All you needed to do was just be over eighteen, um, have the last four pay stubs, and to show you were employed. To show you were employed. And a couple of letters of references and a security deposit. That's all you needed. Right, right. And your ability to come up with the rent was on you. Right. Well, I, I, this. And then. Go you ahead. Know, I'm sorry. Fast forward about a decade. All of a sudden, you need to make like 70 times more. 80. Eight, I think. 80, 90 times uh-huh. more, which I don't understand how that well, works. Well, it's a bank scam, and it's all tied with the banks and credit. Got it. And it's and it's their con- their stranglehold on the economy. Right. Wow. And wow. you also needed like you need like an. One thousand credit score. You basically have to be freaking perfect. <laughs> and, and, and for our listeners, a one thousand credit score doesn't exist. But it but, but it's the, might as well. Might as well. Might as well. So the maximum credit score that one can get is is, is sort of uh, I believe it's eight sixty. But here, um, here's the here's the thing that I want to say. Uh, we're at the point now where people live in brownstones. They live in three and four bedroom apartments. They live in essentially many mansions. And you have more rooms than you need. And sort of, you know, when you have a situation where there are the wildfires in California, when you have a situation where you have the hurricane in Texas, then we suddenly say, let me open up my home for people that need help. Mm-hmm. But what... I'm I'm just wondering, how is it that folks have extra space during the regular time and they don't offer help? And I'm asking that situation because a particular person I recently asked, I said, hey, you know what? This person needs a space, a space to stay. You're a person, you, uh, you could always take a few extra dollars in your pocket. So I sort of negotiated a deal where he's staying with the other person for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realize that the person who's staying with the host uh, may have an OCD mental illness issue. So I'm sort of there to keep the peace. But what do you think we're afraid of? 
when it comes to opening up our homes, what are we afraid of? And why would people have, why did the innkeeper open up space to, you know, Mary and Joseph? Well, the innkeeper didn't. They sent them to the stable. I oh. mean, yeah, if we read that correctly. Yeah. yeah. They send them in the back because it's like, I don't have a room <clears throat> here, but I got room in the back with the, with the horses and the camels. Was the inn full? The okay. inn was full. Yes, that's the. I'm the sorry story. because I no longer that's celebrate where, Christmas, even as a Christian. That's I'm where the. Kwanzaa. That's where the the saying "There's no room at the inn" comes from. Yes, there's no room at the inn, mm. so they sent them to the stable. Okay, so we're now at the point. It's like an Airbnb situation. Yeah, but 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 Airbnb, <laughs> and some people feel that Airbnb, being that it's it's this online business where Airbnb acts as a broker for those that want to stay in New York that need space that can't pay the hotel suite. Fee, mm-hmm. or you know the motel fee, mm-hmm. you know no tell motel holiday, and I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But we we have people that have the space and they won't open up their homes. Johnny, they wouldn't. They won't open it up for um uh, like an urgency situation. But f- like if you flash a little ca- cash, that they will. Is that what you're getting at? I'm just saying. I think we have a situation that is urgent. Mm-hmm. And it's Christmas time, and there are a lot of people on the trains. And I say Christmas, meaning December 25th. Those of you that are not Christian, don't get your feathers uh, in a ruffle because we do acknowledge the other uh, holidays that are celebrated here. But we're talking about Christmas because that's the big one. So with that being said, there are people that are on the trains begging for money. And some of them are honestly hungry. Breaks my heart. Yeah, it does. But then some of them, you know, they do it as a scam. So oh, it, wow. has homelessness gotten to the point, and Kirk has mentioned the banks are involved. It has it has homelessness gotten to a point where it's a scam? Let's pit play. Let's excuse me. Let's pay to play. Let's pay three thousand dollars for a single room occupancy that's paid for through the state. Um, and when it comes to actually housing them in an independent unit, well, let's offer them a thousand dollars if they can find something, you know, within a certain area. How does that sound to you guys? What do you think about that? I see Joni scratching her head. I'm going to move over to Kirk. Kirk, what's your thought on this? Well, it's an outrageous scandal. It's a scam. The the real estate market and the banks are are in it together. <clears throat> There's no reason at all, that real estate should be as expensive as it is. It's an inflated market. Mm-hmm. It's like jewelry, you know, it's, uh, or, or oil or anything else. The banks inflate the market and see exactly how much they can do before they break the back of the camel with the, la- the last straw. I mean, it's push, push, push. The people at the top are making a fortune, and everyone else is suffering. Uh-oh. You know, I hear you. I hear you. Everybody, everybody is suffering, and um, I mean, they, they, it, it's completely and totally outrageous. When you're talking about Mary and Joseph, for instance, they were Essenes. The Essenes were a group that shared everything equally. Mm. Now, the As innkeeper the in the story was probably not an Essene. He was probably either a Pharisee or a Sadducee. The Sadducees were the ones that didn't give a damn what went on as long as they made their money. They didn't care if the Romans were in charge or who was in charge. The Pharisees, on the other hand, wanted to make sure that Herod was in charge and that they had a a Hebrew hierarchy that decided their specie and their coin. And the Essenes shared everything equally. So they would be considered by 
definition communist today because everything was handled in common. So they never had, they never had any, in a sense, they never had any want because they, they lived in specific areas, caravansaries. Um, and don't forget that when uh, Mary and Joseph were traveling, it was by order. The emperor had ordered everyone to their home villages for um, um, census. Wow. Um, you know, it's funny because <clears throat> when, I, when, I, when I need to know the details... When I want the facts, I would go to Google or the uh, <laughs> Merriam-Webster's or the, uh, what do you call those gigantic encyclopedias, the Time Life Encyclopedia. When I need to know, and forgive the terminology, folks, the get down with the get down, I go to Kirkopedia. And when I go to Kirkopedia. You get so much more I, what, like, Dude, I, listen, my man, you need, to, uh, you need to get the patent on Kirkopedia. I am convinced that if you took all of your knowledge and put it into a database, I think Julian Assange would there's be a, jealous. There's a college somewhere that really, really needs you. Like, I really think. You said a college? Okay, several colleges that really, really need you. You said colleges, universities, high schools, middle schools, and what? I would let's put it this way. I if Kirk was my history teacher, I would go to his class every day. Well, I'm sure he was very tough as a professor. I don't care. Um, I'd still go and I'd get an A. I I, I want to think he said it. I, I want to say I'm not sure if I'm going to get an A in today's subject, but uh, I I will say this. Uh, we here at Verbal Assault want to thank you guys for tuning in on this Monday, the 23rd, to Verbal Assault live stream. We are coming to you from our new studio here at Brick Media Arts Center in Brooklyn, down the street from Barclays Center in downtown Brooklyn. Please tune in tomorrow on uh, Tuesday when we will discuss Muslims, Christians, and Jews, the diversification of America. Tomorrow on Verbal Assault Talk, talk Show. No nonsense, no filter, no kidding. Bye, you guys. Listen.